You are welcome to another exciting episode of CADA Matters. CADA Matters is an awareness-raising programme of CADA. CADA is an acronym for Church Against Domestic Abuse, a UK-based charity working to prevent and end domestic abuse, especially in Christian homes. Listen to this episode with Gracilis so as to build healthy relationships and keep your home and relationships abuse-free. And we are going to start. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you're just joining for the first time, my name is Gracilis and this is Kada Matters. Kada is an acronym for Church Against Domestic Abuse. Uh, Kada Matters is an awareness raising program of Kada. And Kada actually means Church Against Domestic Abuse. And on Kada Matters, what we do is we discuss matters that are related to domestic abuse. And so for today, we said that our topic is domestic abuse and animal abuse. And you might be wondering, what is that again? Why are we discussing animal abuse? What is animal abuse? What does that have to do with us? To start with, we're doing this today because today happens to be the International Dog Day. Uh, what's that? It's a day, just as the name implies, it's a day for celebrating dogs. It's a day to celebrate man's best friend. Yes, that's what they say. You see, this celebration was founded in 2004 as the National Dog Day by um, an animal advocate, animal welfare advocate. Her name is um, Colin Page, and it's celebrated every 26th of August yearly. And what it does is that it commemorates the day where this animal welfare advocate, Colin, adopted her first dog. Uh, International Dog Day actually celebrates working, it celebrates domestic dogs and service dogs of all breeds. So it also aims to raise awareness of the number of dogs that are still waiting for adoption from shelters and rescue agencies. So yes, that is what the International Dog Day is all about. And uh, just in case you're wondering, what roles do animals play? I have to say animals do a lot. They do play a lot. They play a role with humans. There's actually what has been identified as the human-animal bond. And that's because people have realized that keeping a pet can actually Keeping a pet can actually lower your blood pressure. Keeping a pet can help in assisting healing after surgery. It helps to promote positive interactions in a group. And I will say to you that keeping a pet eases the loneliness that comes with aging. Uh, that comes with aging. Another thing that keeping a pet would do for children actually is that um, you find that keeping a pet helps to promote a child's psychological, cognitive, social, and emotional development. In short, there was a study that was done, and in that study, 7 out of 10 children said that when they were sad, when they were happy, you know, when they wanted to share a secret, <laughs> they said it to their pets. And it does help children. A relationship with pets can actually promote an uh, empathy and pro-social behavior so it nurtures the development of perspective taking skills being able to see things from another angle you know helping people to be to be able to empathize those are some of the things that um keeping a pet could do and it also helps want to form and express attachments and to respond to grief and loss so that's a lot that animals can do so yes let's not just despise them i just think that they're just creatures no there's a lot that they can do and the next thing you might be thinking is okay then what is animal abuse and i'll just say that animal abuse simply can be defined as the intentional harm of an animal that's animal abuse and it could be 
physical abuse, it could be sexual abuse, it could be neglect. It's not limited to all of that. But willful neglect of an animal, inflicting injury on an animal, pain or distress, or malicious killing of animals. I remember my brother said to me that two of his neighbors were not talking to each other. And I was trying to find out what's the problem. It was like, do you know that one of the neighbors ran his car over the cat of the other person and funny enough the other person had a cctv and the other person was seeing what that neighbor did and then the next day the neighbor who ran the cat, the cat over the cat came to the to, <laughs> drove down to his neighbor's place and like meow 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 you can't imagine you can just imagine what, what what that is so that is physical abuse kicking an animal punching throwing burning even putting them in microwave you'll be surprised the terrible things people do putting animals in microwave all of that is physical abuse and there's sexual abuse which involves using an animal for your for someone's sexual gratification and of course we know there's no concern there there's also a neglect which is a failure to provide food water shelter companionship or even veterinary attention taking your animal to see the vet those are things really that could be classified as animal abuse and you might be wondering so why are we concerned there are several reasons why we're concerned but i would say one of the most um, important ones is the fact that there is an increasing research and clinical evidence that suggests that first of all there's sometimes an interrelationship between animal abuse child abuse and the abuse of vulnerable adults yes it's uh, it's it's been proved there the abuse of uh, so anytime you see animal abuse you're most likely to find out that there's child abuse in that place and abuse of vulnerable adults and then it has an effect on children children who witness such animal abuse are three times more likely to also abuse animals and they also play and that also plays a role in them also you know being in abusive relationships later on in life in short there, there's a study also that says that um People who abuse animals are five times more likely to commit violent crimes. So imagine, and that when children are exposed to um, abuse, they are at a greater risk of becoming victims or perpetrators of abuse. In short, there was one seven-year study that was done in three metropolitan um, sister areas in America that found out that engaging in pet abuse was one of the four significant factors for predicting human battery. Um, um, syndrome so you can just imagine that so those are that's those are some of the reasons why we're concerned and, and another reason is that when you look at why does animal abuse relate to domestic abuse first of all i've said that there's a link between child abuse animal abuse and domestic abuse and that pet abuse is one of the forms of intimidation that abusers sometimes use it's something that we see in the power and control wheel i don't know how many of us know about the power and control but i'll check the seas and see if i've not discussed that if we've not done that lesson i think i'm going to think about doing that lesson so a lot of us can get to know what the power and control um, is it's one of the four significant factors associated with battering and over 70 percent of domestic violence victims report that they have a pet and whenever the batterer causes violence in the house what happens is they inflict harm also on the, on, on the on the pet and then a study has shown that over 20 to 48 percent of women have refused to leave a dangerous situation because of the fear of their pet safety so when animals live in uh, in uh, in a household that is violent what happens is that they to become victims of victims alongside other vulnerable family uh, family animals so what happens is that you find the fact that Researchers, like what I've said, have found out that there is actually a link. And, and sometimes what happens is that 
most abusers do this so as to intimidate their victims they do this to intimidate their victims most most victims tell you about 55 percent of female domestic violence survivors tell you that their animals were either they, their animals were threatened their animals were harmed or some of them even had their animals killed by their abusers so and also 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 imagine there is also a link a relationship between bullying behavior animal cruelty in childhood so so that's something for us to look about and that's something for us to be concerned and then i, I think we'll begin to ask ourselves why do abusers you know why do most abusers use their animals pets as it were to 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 why do they abuse them and I'll say first of all that this is just what they do. They want to control, and so they use the animals as pawns to manipulate their their victims. To let them know that listen, I'm going to you're going to be next. If you don't comply, I'm going to be doing the same thing to you. And so because of that, people are scared. They are they are forced into silence because of what their abusers have done to them. And so and you can imagine, you know, we said before at the beginning that animals could serve like a confidant for someone. So in an abusive home, you have the, the animal or the pet being the place that the victim can run to, the place that the victim can confide in. I know what happens is that the abuser uses that as an advantage, you know, uses the victim's concern for the animal as an advantage and uses it to control them instead of even threatening them directly. And there's some other reasons why people abuse animals. Some people abuse animals because they are just ignorant about what it is to be, to what the human and the proper care of animals should be. Uh, people abuse animals because there is, some people just have a basic level of callousness towards animals as sentient creatures, so they cannot be bothered. You have people who have prejudicial behaviors towards animals. You have people who have unmanaged behavior, emotions, and so they end up just hitting the animal or saying they are like cat haters, dog haters. Some people, you know, want to gain a sense of power of control over an animal or a person, and that's why they abuse animals. We've said already before that abusers do this sort to intimidate their victims. And funny enough, there are some people who do this because they gain pleasure from the suffering of another creature. It's a sadistic, I agree with you. And then some people do it for economic gain, such as all these fighting operations, or as a form of ritual supported by some cultural backgrounds where you have ritual sacrifices that it in itself is a form of abuse and that brings us to some of the things we are concerned about here in this program so what does the bible say about animal advocating care of animals well I, I think i will go back to one of the very first things i learned and this was when i was in high school um, one day one of the people who used to teach us the bible said something he said that he, he read a verse in proverbs i think it was that verse that it's a verse that stuck with me really he read a verse in proverbs that says um that a righteous man takes care of his beast but you know the tender mercies of the wicked is clear i think that's proverbs 12 verse 20 it says that whoever is righteous has regard for the life of his beast but the mercy of the wicked is cruel so while we're being cruel to animals guess what the bible classifies us as wicked even when jesus was talking about animals he says look at the beds of the air that they neither sow they neither and um, you know weep but you know they do not gather into bands but your heavenly father takes care of them and feeds them are you not of more value than they imagine jesus used animals as part of his teaching illustration and it tells us that god our heavenly father takes care of animals how much more us there's something else in the book of proverbs in 27 verse 23 which tells us that we should know well the condition of our flocks and give 
attention to your head. Imagine that. That's what the Bible says. Oh, I love that verse. There's one other verse I saw in Exodus 23 verse 5. It says that if you see a donkey of one who hates you lying down under the burden, its burden, you shall refrain from leaving it with you, rather you shall rescue it with, you, with him. Can you imagine? The Bible, the Bible tells us to take care of animals up to the extent that if you even see the animal or someone that hates you, your enemy, quote and unquote, the Bible says, don't let that animal suffer. If you find that the animal is bent in somewhere and there's a load on top of it, the Bible says, irrespective of the fact that that person is your enemy, rescue the animal. So you can imagine, this is what the Bible says about taking care of animals. Another one I love is the fact that when you look at King David, who we still celebrate over 3,000 years ago, we find that... Um, Thank you so much, Bo, for joining us tonight. We're talking about animal abuse and uh, domestic abuse. And we're doing that because today is uh, the International Dog Day. Uh, so we're looking at... Uh, so we've looked at Bo already today. We've looked at why we're discussing animal abuse. We've looked at um, what the International Dog Day is. We have also looked at um, what animal abuse is. Why do people abuse animals? And right now we are looking, uh, we've also looked at what's the link between domestic abuse and animals. And then we're now looking at what the Bible says about taking care of animals. And I don't know if you remember Uncle Mark, when we're in Greater Tomorrow, he read one scripture which has stayed with me in Proverbs, talking about how the righteous man takes care of his animals. But the wicked, the tender messages of the wicked are crowds. It's a verse that has stayed with me for so long. And I'm sharing some other verses from what the Bible says about animals. We've just looked at one in Exodus telling us that even when it's the animal of our enemy, we should rescue it. And then when you look at David, you know, when David was speaking to Saul, you know, and trying to tell him why he should fight Goliath, he said to Saul, listen, when I was taking care of my father's sheep, a lion came and I defended the animals, the sheep. When I was taking care of my father's sheep, a bear came and I went out to fight the bear so as to take care of the sheep. So even King David had a healthy look out for animals and so should we. In short, David, when the Bible tells us that he was told, oh, go and look at your brothers, when he was even going to do the big thing, which he didn't know he was going to do, killing Goliath, he was taking care of the sheep and when his father said, go and meet your brothers and check them, guess what the Bible says? If you look at it carefully, the Bible says that Joseph found another tender to keep the sheep. So he kept the sheep with people before, with someone else before going ahead. He didn't just leave the sheep and go ahead. You know, and one of the places I was talking about is Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 6 to 7 says, You might find a bed net by the road or in a tree on the ground with young ones or eggs. If you find a mother sitting on the young or on the eggs, do not take the mother with the young. Be sure to let the mother go, but you may take the young for yourself. Then it will be well with you and you would live long. Imagine. Imagine, imagine, imagine God saying that. Psalm, uh, Psalms chapter 147 verse 9 also tells us that he gives the, the beasts their food and to the young ravens that cry. God listens to even the animals. So it's important for us, if we say we are children of God, to take care of animals. And that brings us to our almost last question, which is what can we do about animal abuse to stop and prevent it? I think one of the things we can do is what we are doing now, which is raising awareness and also understanding, recognizing signs of animal abuse. And I also say that it's good for us to be responsible pet owners. It's important for us to be responsible pet owners. Don't just concern yourself with just meeting their basic needs. Try to give animals a positive 
experience that will enhance their well-being and be a, let's be examples of kindness to other pets you know when we encounter people with pets let's be nice to them let's be nice to the pets let's compliment the pets you know and it's possible for us to foster a pet especially the ones that have been that have suffered abandonment and they've been kept in shelter homes they are looking for homes to be taken care of so foster home homes help these animals to sort of like recover and prepare them to move into a new permanent loving home and then another thing we do is that we can intervene if you see someone abusing or maltreating an animal you know be sensible don't put yourself in danger try and intervene if necessary seek help from other weaknesses and what i'll say is report animal cruelty abuse or neglect if you witness any form of cruelty you can report to the police or other authorities and then act immediately you know another reason why i would say that is important is the fact that usually where animal abuse is occurring domestic abuse is also done there's also the abuse of vulnerable adults so you might think you're just reporting animal abuse but you'd be surprised what will happen when the police get there to find out that there's actually other forms of domestic abuse occurring and then we should teach our children to have a respect for animals and we can do that by showing them good example help them to grow up and then become the next generation of advocates for animals and let's demand stricter laws for the protection of animals you know when there are better laws for the protection of animals you find out that animals can live safely you can shelter an animal in need and then remember also to educate the people around you about this issue let people understand that animals have the right to live without fear or pain and we have a responsibility to step in if their rights aren't respected and then we can also offer help to people who are overwhelmed with taking care of their animals sometimes i tell you um animal abuse is not just necessarily because people don't want to take care of the animals sometimes it's not just because of lack of love sometimes people are overwhelmed with what they are dealing with and for whatever reason um this may be you might find a pet being removed from where they a place of neglect and giving the care you know to giving to a place where the care actually can be taking care of them and, and so that, those are some of the things we can do you know understanding recognizing animal abuse lending a helping hand to someone taking care of animals and, and sometimes we might not even have these animals or these pets with us but walking along the streets which is something i do a lot as in taking a walk i always see like several dogs people walking their dogs people walking their dogs whether rain whether sunshine some of those animals look cute there's nothing wrong in complimenting the animal, complimenting the, the, the person. You know, your dog looks very beautiful. What's the name? You know, something like that could brighten up someone's day also just because they took the animal for a walk. Sometimes people take the animal for a walk just to release the stress that they are facing in the house. So it's important that, you know, we always have avenues where we're able to spread God's love, where we're able to speak to people. Just talking to somebody about their dog, you'll be surprised what people would say to you. You'll be surprised the conversation you'll be holding out, just saying, oh, what's her name? She looks so cute. How old is she? And you'll be surprised the avenue for ministry that could happen when we just take an extra care to look at pets. And so I would say also that some time ago when we were discussing, we talked about doing a safety planning for ourselves when we're in abusive relationships, as in getting a bag prepared so just in case anything happens and we have to leave because the situation is too dangerous. The same thing applies to when we have a pet and we decided to stay. We need to keep emergency provisions for our pet just in case 
you know they are busy with holes in money also i'll say keep the phone number on from the emergency nearest 24-hour emergency veterinary clinic then try to establish ownership of your pet by taking care of the papers you know obtaining a license having veterinary record all that put in your name especially if you are planning to leave and i'll say try to obtain safe shelter emergency setup for your pet somewhere that will not be disclosed also to your abusers you could also pack a bag of food that includes like your um like you know um food it includes toys you know blankets for your pets and then let it have its health documents have all of that with you and things to establish what it were as in your ownership what i also say is that if you must leave your pet behind and make sure you have left enough food materials for the pet and i will say that keep your pet indoors don't go out walking your pet because you never can tell what will happen and then if you leave it's important for you to change your vet your vet your vet you know so that you're not traced especially and then if your pet has got a gps tracking system you know as part of the collar make sure you take it off you know before leaving and don't take it with you because that means you can be tracked you know some people sometimes um, confuse um the gps tracking device with the pet identification microchip which is implanted under the pet skin so that's something for us to do so to positively identify your pet you actually have to there's a microchip you can use really and it needs to be scanned with a scanner machine especially for that purpose especially for that purpose I do hope that today we have learned some things on animal abuse. I do hope that we've learned the fact that as believers, we have to take care of our animals and the animals around us. Animals have a right to live in peace and safety and we as human beings have the right to the responsibility as it were to protect them animal abuse has been linked to domestic abuse people who witness uh, people who children who witness animal abuse are also prone to bullying they are prone to bullying and um, um, it's also been noted that our people who commit animal abuse they are four times uh, they are one of the four indicators on the farm and control rate, and these people are three times more likely to be perpetrators of domestic abuse. Hence, whenever we see animal abuse, we should keep our radar up, knowing that there might be some other things that might be taking place. Animals do help. There's the animal-human bond, and a lot of animals, like we said in the beginning, they help to reduce blood pressure. They help to facilitate healing after surgery. Uh, the animal could actually be a confidant. These are several things that the animals could do and we should remember to take care of them. And I am glad again today that we are celebrating International Dog Day. It's something that happens every 26th of August. It is a day that celebrates the day that Colin Page, who is an animal welfare advocate, adopted her first dog. So a big shout out to everyone who's got a pet. A big shout out, especially to those who've got dogs today. I hope you've given your dog extra special attention today. It is their day. So I hope you've done that for them today. And it's a big shout out from Church Against Makes Abuse by saying hello to all dog lovers. Hello to all dog keepers. We do hope and we recognize the fact that animals do play a beautiful role in the lives of humans. So please keep taking care of your animals. Keep caring for them, giving them positive experiences. Until we come your way again next week, this is Carter and this is Gracilis. 
we are saying that we'll be back here next week. Next week, we're going to be discussing um, domestic abuse and the Muslim woman. I did go to visit and meet some people from a Muslim organization. It was interesting to see their passion of domestic abuse. And I felt, wow, we should come and discuss this openly too so people could realize that this is something we ought to all be fighting against. So yes, they'll be here. And that's September. Wow, the year is flying. We do hope you are here next week. You will come your way again. This is Gracie saying, Remember that God hates abuse. There is no excuse for abuse. And the church as a whole says no to domestic abuse. And thank you so much, Vo, for joining us. I am extremely grateful. Bye. We hope you enjoyed and learnt from today's session. Till we come your way again, remember, God hates abuse. There is no excuse for abuse. The church which is you and I, say no to domestic abuse.